Hey, welcome to Feeling Myself, the podcast, where I, Lauren Gordon, and my beautiful work wife, Natasha Bailey, talk about, well, whatever the fuck we want, really. If you're a regular, then welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. We adore you and are grateful for all of your support. If you're new, if you just stumbled across us, or if your mate just sent you the link and said, check this out, you are in for a right treat. We think so anyway. This week, we've been chatting with a very good friend of mine, Al, aka State of Love and Trust Alex. Al is a badass, powerhouse, photography genius and total dreamboat. I've never left a conversation with her feeling anything less than incredible. She's the ultimate hype girl and we got her to come share her best tips for feeling yourself, finding your soulmates and becoming the sex bomb you've always wanted to be. We hope today's episode feels like a chat with old mates, gives you a little laugh and maybe even boosts you up a bit if you're feeling low today. If there's anything you ever want us to chat about, send us an email to feelingmyselfpod at gmail.com. Transcriptions of each episode are also available. The link is in the show notes below, along with where to find us on social media. We hope you enjoy. People want more. They want at least an hour-long episode. Give it to them. They're so nice. Peace out, A-Town. I feel like we we just talk to ourselves. I just forget we're recording. And we never do any of that. We don't really speak to the listener. So hello. We really appreciate you, even though we do forget you're here sometimes. Yeah, but are we going to do some listener questions? Yes, we absolutely should. Where is my phone? We'll do it with Alex. Yeah, I told you she'd be late. She said she'd be here at 12. I was correct. I also do want to make an important point. Go on. Do just quickly want to acknowledge that body positivity as a movement is amazing and needed and something that black femmes championed and I'm really glad it exists and there's so many things that we never talk about that like living in society in a fat body is really hard and body positivity is an amazing movement but that's not what I do and I feel like some people I feel mean because people were really well-meaning and like oh I love Lauren's body positivity and it's not my lane because the body positive message has got mixed up I think originally body positivity was literally just about fat bodies mostly black femme fat bodies because we just don't see that there's no representation and what lots of us talk about constantly is more body confidence self-worth self-esteem smashing the fucking patriarchy who tells us that we have to look a certain way i know and clothing sizes in shops the size of chairs you know weight limits cinema there's a cap on all this stuff and if you don't fit then you're being ostracized no this is it, this is it. And and I do think there is just something about, like, if you're in a straight-sized body, you can absolutely have body issues, 100%, but you will not know what it feels like to live in a body that is too big for this world. Literally, I am terrified to take Dylan to a theme park because I don't want to be too big to fit in a ride and be embarrassed and have to be sent away and he can't go on it because my body won't fit in a ride. And that's just so common for so many people. That's a daily thing. Like, will I be able to go see this show? Will I be able to go to this restaurant and sit comfortably? Buying garden furniture. Do you know how hard that is when you have to check the weight limit and you're over the weight limit for most of the chairs? Just like the world is not built for our bodies. And that is just a whole separate thing from just like not liking your thighs today. Do you know what I mean? I do. And I'm not diminishing either. I'm absolutely not. That's what I'm saying. Like at any size, you can have insecurities. And that is what I personally want to help people with and speak about. I can work on myself and I can love myself. And 
work on my self-worth but that doesn't change the fact that I also go out and be made to feel like I still can't fit in this world and yeah no amount of loving myself changes those things because I didn't realize like about the political like the the roots of body positivity I didn't realize that at all there's so much reading you can do on it Stephanie's book is called Fatally Ever After um, a Black Fat Girl's Guide to Living Life Unapologetically. Um, and I would recommend reading that. And also um, Sophie Hagen. I don't think I'm saying her last name right. But her her book, Happy Fat, is also a good one. It was created, like I said, mainly by women of colour in fat bodies. And I want them to have it. And I want us to have a different word. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it matters. It does matter. Yeah. I think body confidence is a great one. Yeah. That's how I feel. Self-esteem, self-worth, body confidence. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. I enjoyed it. <laughs> for my college thing, I have to do a presentation called All About Me. And I can't wait to be like, well, I've got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then I come in on the guitar. It's all about you. It's been so long since I went out. Can you see these shoulders? <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm genuinely scared. I don't remember how to use my body and a dancing setup. I can't even say the words. We're going to do a night out and we're going to fucking live podcast or like something. I don't know. Natasha doing her little shoulders, her little dad dancing. Bar Broadway. So I can get my jazz hands out. Send us recommendations. Actually, when my friends was going to Dirty Weekend in Brighton and loads of people sent in like some real kinky places to go. Oh, yes. I saw that. Yeah. For that, it was like kinky couple ideas. And there was like quite a few places that came up. We could go as a kinky couple. <gasps> but then we just separate. <laughs> I mean, define couple. We are a twosome. We just don't scissor. Polyamorous. Yeah. Polyamorous, but not with each other. <laughs> yeah. We, we just go through a front door and go to different rooms. <laughs> Talking of rooms we don't or do want to be in, you got to tell people what's what you're doing tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm starting group therapy. In person? Mm-hmm. With your therapist? Mm-hmm. How's that going to go? Are you feeling all right? No, I'm fucking terrified. She's She's been saying for ages that she wants to do this group therapy, and I totally understand why it's a good idea. She's basically saying, like, especially with with addiction, to enter recovery, like, you need people who really, truly get it around you. And she was saying to me, go to CODA, which is Codependence Anonymous, there's not a meeting anywhere near me and I don't really want to do that because that's 12 steps. That's some God stuff that I'm not sure I want to handle. Like, I just don't think I could do it. So she was like, I think what it is is that she's got these clients who she obviously sees would maybe be able to help each other. Mm. So yeah, she's it's a six-week course of group therapy starting tomorrow night. I'm terrified. She was like, how do you feel about it? I was like, terrified but excited. And she was like, well, well done for acknowledging both of those feelings. <laughs> like, I try and be really honest online. Like, I really do. But I hate that people, like, think I'm this person. And then I'm like, oh, I have all of these imperfections. And obviously you do. But do you know what I mean? Like, you're, yeah. allowed, you're totally allowed to have a private life. See, this is why it's important that you do your stories and shit, babe. Don't ever feel shit about stuff like that. Because Lizzie Phillips, she just said one day about her skin picking. And I was like, oh my fucking God, this is a thing. Like, I can get help for this. And that's then when I went to go get CBT. I know everyone is here for the serious, factual chats. But can we just get down to the nitty gritty? Really need to discuss Benefer. 
I do feel like Benefer, like, I just feel like they're really taking one for the team because that's what 2021 really needed. But J-Lo, just tell me what you're doing. Like, you are not just drinking water and taking gummy bears. I look like a spud at 37. I look like a jacket potato. You do not. Just tell me what you're doing. It's money. Money. I think this a lot. And I think if I had loads of money but didn't have to work like you know day to day much full-time childcare I had a chef I had a personal trainer I had a gym in my house access to plastic surgeons like if I had all of those things I would also look like Kylie Jenner Kylie Jenner doesn't even look like Kylie Jenner (laughs) exactly exactly I am so up for you doing you boo get what you want off get what you want on take it out put it in If you want lipo on your ear, get it. If you want lip fillers, get it. You want other people's hair on your head, do it. But like, don't pretend you're drinking water. Just tell me your doctor's phone number. Thank you. You want Alex or you want Al? It's Al. Okay. We have a guest. Al is here, finally. So why Al? Yes, Natasha. Why, what's going on here? Why are you two together? (laughs) What's happening? What do you mean? Because I feel like last time you two got together, some shit went down. We had a, we had a great night out. I don't know what you mean, Natasha. That was oh. the best night of my life. Yeah, it was great. So is this 2.0? No. No. I haven't got it in me this time. No. <laughs> Lauren's still recovering. <laughs> no, we did good the next day. We weren't even hanging. I was fine. La- yeah, last time you Stick came. to whiskey. But the thing is, it was funny because you, you came down and we weren't sure what we were going to do, were we? Yeah. We couldn't decide whether to go out or not. And then she was like, well, I'm just going to get ready. Oh, we don't have to go. I'm just going to get... And I was like, if I come up those stairs and put makeup on my face, we are going out. I genuinely didn't think we were going to go out, you know. I thought we were just going to do what we always do. Just eat pizza and lay on the sofa. Yeah. But you can't waste good face, can you? No. Exactly. And then it was literally half 11 at night and we hadn't even started a night out yet. Yeah, no, we got got (laughs) out about half 10, didn't we? Stone cold sober. It was the best night of my life. It was such a good night. And then uh, Alex pulled a boy, which was the the aim of the game. And I made the mistake of going, Lauren, (laughs) look at this beautiful (laughs) man. (laughs) And then then the next time I see Lauren, she's like, oh, that guy has to go speak to him. Well, I went up to him and I was like, my friend, and I was, I was mortified because I, up until very recently, like I, I play it cool. That's my game to, to a fault. Um, and so the fact that Lauren had gone over there and fucking told him, I was mortified. And then I went to get a drink or something, not even to speak to this man. And I swear I could have made this up in my head that he turned his back so I was like, okay, so now not only am I not in this situation, but he thinks I'm in this situation and he's rejecting me without blah, blah, blah. Straight to the trauma. So I was, fu- <laughs> I was furious. Fuck. I was, I was furious that Lauren had started this. And then like 10 minutes pass and Lauren, and then this guy comes to me and Lauren had gone back to him again to, to be like, why did you turn your back on my friend? God's <laughs> Lauren. I mean, you're all saying this, but did I not secure the bag? You secured the bag. <laughs> so then that was it. That- Next thing I know, they're fucking licking each other. So I, it my job it. was done. Twisting tongues. So, you're welcome. It was beautiful. <laughs> I was just looking up at him like, oh my God, you're so fucking fit. I can't remember his name. Charles. Mm. 
Hey, Charles, if you're listening. Hey, Charles. So, wait, did you bring Charles back to Casa Lorraine? Nah, a lady never tells. Aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm living through other people at this point in my life. All I, um, I was happy that you pulled, but I really wanted you to get finger banged down at Ali. Don't you make that face, Natasha. That was you the other day. Tick it off the list. Mm. Make fingering great again. And get what my uh, shout out my makeup bag. Shout out Zoe at Unexpected Mother. You can get your own little tote bag that says "Make fingering great again." Oh, I want that. I pulled yeah. it out in my my college course. So I got it out, and everyone was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> You're all my people. That like their reaction was hilarious. So wait, what's your plan tonight then? Tinder. So wait, have you even set this up yet? I have some options. We've got some perspectives. We've got perspectives <laughs> and, you know, whoever comes through, comes through. Ayo. <laughs> and if I end up just eating ice cream on the sofa with Lauren, that's equally as it's equally ple- pleasurable. pleasurable to me. It's a win-win situation. It is a win-win situation. You've come up with a genius plan. Wow. This is why I think women should live together, you know, yeah. if you really like each other. We could all live together. People looking after each other's kids while the other one's dogging. Fine. <laughs> That's the dream. Like, could you imagine a more beautiful life than that? No. Yeah, exactly. It's the future. So that's what we come up with. It's absolutely genius because if it does go bad, you don't have to bump into them in Tesco's. Mm-hmm. You can never see them again. I do have a... I've always had a don't date local rule and I've broken it once and it... We learned the hard way. <laughs> this was the first man that I had feelings for after my 12-year relationship with somebody. And I think that it's always an important first one, isn't it? Because you pin a lot of hopes on that. Yeah. It feels like, oh, this is what it should have been. And then if that goes badly, like that affects you a lot, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You've got to, you've got to look at me now like <laughs> Al then and Al now are two <laughs> different entities. Hey, this is a safe space, babes. It's brought you here. What I like is we've really set this up to deal with listeners' questions. What I like is that people think we can answer their questions when this is what we're dealing with. But okay. I mean, do as I say, not as I do. Right. We've got some questions for you, Al. These actually are all kind of on the same theme. How do you... Top tips for feeling yourself. How do you embrace your body changing over time? Wank a lot. To be this... <laughs> Does it? <laughs> absolute force, you got to be having some good orgasms. And then to be your own hype girl... It's just a game of repetition and consistency and not saying, stopping saying negative things all the time to yourself and internally saying positive things. I will regularly just, I find it really, I can't personally say affirmations out loud. So internally, I'll just be like, you are really fucking powerful. You are powerful. You know what? You're really powerful. And that's why I am the way I am. Because I say nice things to myself. But there's science behind it. And yeah. the more you say it, it literally rewires your exactly. brain. Exactly. There's like sexy how you look and there's sexy yes. how you feel. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Something I do a lot is I listen to a lot of what I consider to be sexy music. It's sexy to me. <laughs> I love to listen to Deftones and Queens of the Stone Age when I'm in the mood. At any time of the day, to be honest. But they are my sex music too. I dance around my room and... I move my body. And I've also started doing that in the mirror as well because TikTok told me to. Show fans who thinks you want it, let's do it. I just ride it, my pony. I just feel like um, Lauren and I's playlist is so different to yours, Al. <laughs> what about like Usher? 
<laughs> I can show you some more sexy stuff. What about Jason Derulo? Hey, Craig David. Well, it works for me. And that is an important point, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know what? I-, I am with you on this because there is nothing I like more than a little dance party. And it just, I don't know, makes you step out of yourself for a minute and makes you present. And it's fun. Like, we're adults. We can play. But it is something about moving your body and, you know, creating and being in your own vibe. It's like what you were saying about feeling sexy inside doesn't really matter on the outside at that point because you're like, just want to feel yourself. Yeah, but also if you can feel sexy on the inside, it radiates out of you. Like, I don't know how to explain to people, like, it doesn't matter what you look like. Like, it's the the attitude, it's it's the aura, it's the vibe. And if, if you can feel sexy on the inside, however you find that, moving your body, that music you love, wanking, yeah. like wearing something you fucking love, you know, yeah. doing your makeup the way you love to do it, whatever, that's what it's about. And then you just feel confident. You walk higher, your shoulders are back. Like yeah. You just you just carry yourself differently. You do it with, and if you do it with conviction, like you convince other people as well. Yeah. So how do you feel confident? Like how do you find that for you? I think is normalising your body to yourself mm. because... I, up until being about, up, up until about three years ago, I would say, honestly, it wasn't until we started shooting with Carly yeah. for Lucky So-and-So, yeah. where I was in front of the camera in my underwear, and Pushed I normalised my body to myself for the first time in my life, whereas before, we, I'd, like you say, zoom in on the flaws yeah. and the insecurities, and I'd be like, this is a problem, this is a problem. And now I look at myself, and I'm like, fucking hell, you've got a dump truck ass. <laughs> so it's massively not covering yourself up all the time and take pictures until you don't hate yourself. Like, And I know that's easier said than done. It is about exposure. We say this a lot, don't we? There's, yes. There's two types of exposure when you want to try and feel better about your body. And the first type is exposing yourself to your body because so many people avoid mirrors. Yes. Like, I know people who don't even have a full-length mirror in their house. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't even actually know what you're avoiding anymore. You're just yeah. assuming it's awful. Like, yes. it actually might not be as bad as you think when you have a little peek. And maybe you might actually quite like a small piece. Maybe you might be able to find one thing that you quite like about yourself. Yeah, yeah. And and that is something. And yeah, when you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, I hate that, I hate that. Well, zoom back out because you're missing this big picture yeah. of your entire body and everything you have to offer. And yeah. Like, you have to zoom out from those flaws. You don't even have to like it. If you can find something not to hate, if that's all you can do, then that's enough. Like, if you can literally be like, um, I don't despise this yeah. part of me, if that's where you're at, like, that's a step forward. Because I think people have so much self-hatred for themselves and that affects every single part of your life. That affects your sex life. Yeah. That affects, you know, going out and just, oh, yeah, you have to sort of get past that. It's dead simple. If you're surrounding yourself with negativity, like if you've got negative family members or friends that constantly criticize themselves, are really judgmental, you take on that voice. It will creep in from time to time. You're bombarded with these messages of what beauty, in inverted commas, is what your body should, in inverted commas, look like. Mm. You have to actively seek out people that go against those norms you have to fill your social media fill your instagram feed follow people 
that look like you that don't look like you but that look different to the the people in the magazines yeah Mm. diversity yeah you see the beauty in it and then it's again like what we said before like I will look at someone else's body and be like they're amazing like that photo is so beautiful I love the way their body curves like that I look at my own body which is probably quite similar Mm. and criticize those exact same things I've just appreciated in someone else yeah but the more you see it the more you're like that is beautiful wait why can't I feel like my body is exactly and you get you get somewhere you you do that's that's really powerful because the alternative is following loads of love islanders like which no nothing against love islanders but you know following lots of people with the same body type probably opposite of your body type mm. and believing that is beauty and you're so far away from that yeah mm. that's that's so toxic and i guess all like the affirmations and you know working on yourself like in looking at yourself in the mirror that's the practice of self-compassion and you have to practice that shit and make it a habit almost yeah and you have to do it even when you like I found myself recently because I've been in a big like existential tailspin um having to force myself to do things even when I really don't want to be nice to myself Mm. and I really don't want to look after myself just like forcing myself until I get back to normal yeah yeah I do that if I have like a bit of a like if I I can feel myself slipping sometimes and then I'll be like just wash your hair yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. I know that that is so silly it's it changes everything for some reason I think like that's as like we talk about self care and it's like oh fucking lush bath bomb eye roll because that's yeah. what Instagram's told us it is but actually like some practical self-care literally having a shower like Mm. you know sometimes it's those things like drinking some water eating a vegetable you know Mm. like making yourself food rather than eating your kids leftovers like doing those things looking after yourself realizing that you are worth the time you deserve to look after yourself you deserve to to moving your body you know like all those things you you feel reluctant to do them but they feel so good once you've done them yeah it connects you with your body exactly I like that someone emailed. It makes me feel cared for. <laughs> it makes me feel like people give a shit about what I have to say. The funniest thing is we like, no one's emailing us. And then we're like, oh, we didn't give out the email address for about <laughs> six episodes. <laughs> okay. I'd love to hear your thoughts on, do you think the one or multiple the ones exist? Is it practical slash sensible slash worthwhile to look for long-term monogamy? rephrase this as you wish i love this i love this question i do too because there is like eight billion people in the world come on so yes end of end of discussion no (laughs) i was with my baby daddy for 12 years since i was 17 yeah 17 18 and we were monogamous i do believe that there are ones and multiple ones And I do believe in monogamy because I have seen examples recently of monogamy where it fucking works for them. And I love that for them. Um, I don't know if monogamy works for every single person across the board forever until they die. And I also think that one person can't satisfy your every single need yeah I think that's so true though because I was in a monogamous relationship for a long time did you feel like you were hitting a wall constantly yeah definitely towards the end I think we both were and it was because we both made everything about each other 
not one person can be everything to you. Like, yeah. And that's too much pressure as well. It's too much pressure on me. It's too much pressure that I was putting on him. And it's only now that I'm single and I've really put in effort with all my girlfriends that I'm realising that uh, friendships need to be romanticised as much as yeah. these yeah. sexual relationships because they fill you up and there's a there's a whole new intimacy you can get from friendships that you wouldn't get with a partner yeah Yeah. and I think where a lot of people go wrong or because they're just because that's just how we've been raised yeah is that they every we've all done it I've done it I did it for 12 years you expect the other person to be everything you need them to be and vice versa and it's just don't get me wrong like I can list off three people who are like the real deal like I've I've shot one of their weddings I see how they look at each other they are the Hollywood romance that all of us so badly crave like it's real it can exist but I think I'm like call me jaded but I don't know if it's like possible for everybody I don't know that I can meet a guy right now or in five years time and then be my lifer yeah just don't I, I know this is like controversial I feel but I just don't feel like monogamy forever is realistic like I think to meet someone even now or like 10 years ago or whatever and be with them for the rest of my life and expect us to both grow together yes. when you go through different experiences yeah and- like I'm gonna become a I'm a different person now who I was five years ago yeah I'm gonna yeah. be another different person in another five years they might become a person I don't like anymore. I might become a person they don't like. But also, it is 2021, and things are so different. Like, we have choices and options, and yeah. and we're allowed to change our minds. Yes. And that's kind of glorious. The best way I can describe it is I think of, like, a pie chart. And when, I've, when I was younger and, like, much happier, I had a lot of pieces to my pie. Like, I had friends, I had work. I had, you know, uni or studying, I had this hobby, I had this thing I liked doing. And then I met someone and my whole life became them. The hobbies I did, we did together. You know, we lived together. We, you know, like you spend all your time together. If you want to go out to the cinema, we're going to go together. And I lost all my pie pieces up someone's vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Like my, my pie became all consumed over one person I lost myself to them I became more about pleasing them what would they like to do and that's dangerous that's codependency that's I want to avoid that feeling I don't want to lose myself I want to meet someone halfway where we come 50 50 but we still have all of our other stuff we have all these pieces of our pie Mm. I feel like that's my dream also but I'm at this stage now where I'm like is that attainable because I don't want the relationship for life thing at the moment but I also I don't know how to meet someone and be like I can't give you a hundred percent of me and I never will because it's the it's the narrative we've always been fed yeah and it's hard to go against that but I think I would like to think it, it is obtainable I think yeah I believe in it I know it's possible um but you know again people need to be doing the work you're a te- like I absolutely love the idea of being in a team with someone and you're going to bounce off each other and you're going to be like you're not going to be 50 50 all the time sometimes you're going to be 90 10 sometimes you're going to be 40 60 and you yeah you have that commitment to each other I 
live for that. I love the idea of that, but I'm very, like, I said to you the last time I was here, I was just, like, talking and talking and talking, and I went, Lauren, I think I'm emotionally unavailable. And she was like, duh. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I've learned from this relationship I had this year is that I'm massively emotionally unavailable. I've learned so much about myself. I think that's good. I think self-awareness is really good. Yeah. And then I think you go on to be a better partner for future partners because you've done the work and, yeah, you've figured your, your shit out. Yeah. I I believe in soulmates, but I believe in fucking as many of them as you want. Yeah, yeah. I do too. I don't believe there's one out there I for you. I have soulmates that are platonic friends Yeah, that's as what well, I was going to say. Like, yeah. Soulmate just means, yeah, you... You're drawn to each other. Yeah, it doesn't have to be romantic. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't. It shouldn't just be romantic. Wow. It should just be people who fill you up, and mm-hmm. you fill up, and you raise each other, and you make each other feel good. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, yeah, having sex it doesn't have to be romantic. I don't want to find someone to fulfill me. I want yes. to be fulfilled, and then find someone that I like hanging out with while yeah, I'm living yeah. my best life. Yeah, I know. Like, come alongside me, friend. Literally, <laughs> but and I agree. Like I think, uh, someone said to me once, like uh, people are in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Yeah. Some people are just there temporarily to teach you something yeah. about yourself or about life or whatever. You know, some people just well, while you're doing that one thing, and then there's some people who stay around forever. Because there's always the um my better half, my other oh, half. I fucking hate it. Yeah, and that's how we're taught that's how we're raised that's the belief system we're brought into oh yeah because you've told all these stories you grow up you meet someone it's normally very heteronormative isn't it you you're a little princess locked in a tower you meet a man they rescue you and make us feel like ourselves it's our job to do that yeah because it's all about external validation versus internal isn't it? which comes right back to self-worth getting yourself in the mirror because if you can't give yourself those things yeah you're going to seek it from elsewhere. It's, it's it's like, and we all do it, when you ha- you're feeling, I mean, not all, because if you're married, hopefully you don't, but lots of us single people, <laughs> you're having a bad day, you feel bad, you jump on Tinder, you know, and you're like, mm, bit of validation. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. oh, get a match, that makes me feel good. Oh, yeah. another match. Oh, nah. And it's like, oh, as much as I understand that, and uh, I'm guilty of it. And it's okay to do that sometimes. It's just, you can't let it be your everything. Yeah, you, you have to at least be aware what you're doing. Yeah, what are you doing? It, and yeah. what I'm seeking right now is validation. Actually, mm, where's a better place to get validation? Mm, myself. What can I do to validate myself right now? Yeah, because I would rather not look to trash men with their fish photos <laughs> to validate my existence. I want to know that my worth. I have inherent value. Yeah, regardless of how many men I match with on Tinder. You sound like an adult. I'm good at faking it sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, oh. like, I just want to grab everyone and just have a word. And yeah. on the the thing about affirmations and stuff, the podcast I listened to with Alanis Morissette and Pia Melody, we mentioned before, one of the things she was saying was that people find affirmations really hard and like mm-hmm. saying good things about them, they find it really difficult. So she was like, right, get a piece of paper. On the right-hand side of the piece of paper, write down everything you don't like. Like write down, you know, I um, can't keep the house tidy. I don't like my thighs, blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, go back and on the left-hand side, right, I have inherent value even though I. Oh. Right? That's good. Right? Because we all have faults and we all have these things, but we are still yes. inherently, we still have inherent value. 
we still are worthy regardless of how messy you are how late you always are like how much your shit isn't together all the rest of it none of that takes away your value as a human being Mm. and that's what I want everyone to know (laughs) yeah (laughs) love that I don't think it's important. There's so many people like, oh, I'm worthless, useless, no one's ever going to love me because X, Y, Z. No. Literally, I will at least, I'm going to, I wasn't, I was going to say once a day, but that's a lie. But like, let's say once a day, be like, no negative self-talk. Like, it's so, once you stop doing it yourself, you realise how commonplace it is in people's Mm. vocabulary. Yeah. To chat shit about themselves. And I'm like, but you're just perpetuating that narrative yeah. and that's what it will become yeah it does because it wires your brain the same way it's you so, have to work yeah, on rewiring it's so sad it. when you see people really like don't have one nice thing to say about themselves and like like I took a picture of this guy um earlier in the year and I he was smiling he was laughing and that's like my absolute favorite capture as a photographer to get anyway like that's the goal and I was like oh my god look at how adorable you were and he's like uh and it's because he's not used to that and he's used to he's used to being unkind to himself and it like breaks my heart it breaks my heart that we don't perceive ourselves the way everybody else perceives us yeah i think all the time i think if you could see yourself the way i see you yeah but you've had moments like that i've taken a picture of you and i've been like oh you're so adorable like you're so you're like "Mm, i don't like my teeth like you know some kind of insecurity and it's like you're not seeing what I'm seeing. I, I don't know what you're seeing. And Lauren does this all the time with every picture I take. <laughs> I think, like, well, again, you know, we've said it a million times now. We are programmed our entire lives yeah. to nitpick what we look like yeah. so that other people can make money off of those insecurities. So it's no wonder that you find that difficult and tough. But, my God, when you even make an ounce of progress, it feels so good. I know. And it's worth the effort to get yeah. somewhere and it's higher than any high you'll get off tinder it is it's, yeah. it's a much better source of validation than fucking these these fishmen but it's hard work and i don't ever want to be like it's so easy you just do these five steps and it's then you'll hard. love yourself it's hard and it's not like you're gonna go it's a, it's a cycle you can't have one without the other mm-hmm. well i feel like that's the thing as well about monogamy is that people don't really talk about but it takes work. Yeah. You can't, yeah. yes. You can't just get by with the love alone because it ain't enough. Like no. you have to, you know, for it to be sometimes 90, 10 or 70, 30 or whatever, you need to be in tune and that takes communication. So, yeah. You have that's to be each other's mates as well, you know, and that's where it gets a bit, people that's don't want to so hear that. That's so bang on. And you have to look. I've realised you have to look at everything like a car or a plant. It needs maintenance. Yeah. I. Do you know what I think is really beautiful is that relationships can look however you fucking want them to look. Yeah, exactly. And I love that. I love yeah. that you can go make, you can be in a thruple, a couple, a quadruple. You can yeah. be in a commune. You can be a single Pringle. You can, yeah. you can be whatever the fuck you want. As long as, like you say, as long as everyone is on board yeah. and knows what's going on. That's the coolest thing ever, is yeah. that your life can look however you want it to look. We're the masters of our own realities. Do you know what my favourite thing about this is? Is that um, the three of us are giving out some so really good relationship advice. That and, we don't take Yeah, and, and all, th- all three of us are single and <laughs> not into... By choice. Maybe that is the, the key to success. Hey, I think I've started to nail it. 
I think you're doing great, huh? I think I'm doing great. I think I'm on my way. I think you're doing great. What are you talking it's about? It's a journey. Natasha, you're doing the best out of all of us. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know you. <laughs> That's the vibe you give off. I'm trying. And I guess a bit like monogamy and all the work we just said you have to put into that. You have to put into work to being alone, which I don't think a lot of people talk about. And also, it's not hard. It's just it's just different. And we're not really told how to do it because we're just told it will be really sad. <laughs> Yeah, but it yeah. it isn't. It's magnificent. It's sin is such a negative thing, especially like you know we're all single parents. Think of Bridget yeah. Jones, the single yeah. being the worst thing she can be. I am the boss, and I fucking love it that way. I parent the way I want to parent in my own house. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if I can even tolerate someone coming into that at this point. Yeah, I, I actually fucking love it, and I think obviously yeah, it's hard work and all of that. And I'm lucky to so co-parent hard. to get a break. We all are, but. There are benefits to it. And yeah, no one ever talks about that. Thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're very welcome. Good luck with all your vagina endeavours. Peace out. Hey, town. You can't do that again. Oh, but I think it might be my thing now. <laughs> Love <Bye>. ya. <laughs>